dealing with life funks. And I don't mean George Clinton. My, you've got it! Welcome to the Dare to Fail podcast. I am your host, Paul Random Rail. Hello, everybody out there in Dare to Fail land. Thank you for tuning in this week for this episode of How to Deal with Your Funks. And I don't just mean like funk music and stuff like that, because we don't really need a podcast to deal with that. You just need to turn it up, get into it, and let your body move. No, I'm talking about the funks in life where we find ourselves kind of feeling stuck, essentially. Or there's been a lot of stuff going on, and then there's been changes in your life, and then all of a sudden you're kind of aimless, and you don't really know what to do. I think that that is actually very common and actually natural and something that can be used to your benefit. But first, before we get into all that, I wanted to thank everybody out there who's listening, uh, who is paying attention, and who is uh, taking the time. If you like this podcast, please like me on Facebook under Dare to Fail with Brandon Rail. Go over to iTunes and uh, give me an honest rating. I'd really appreciate that. And thank you so much for your support. So the funks in life, the, the times where we feel lost and everything, like I said, I do feel that it's actually quite natural and normal to experience this. Sometimes I even fall into the pitfall of thinking that, you know, life is going to be just real smooth. Like after we get things figured out or we know what we want to do and this, that, or the other, and we go off and we do them, I think part of us forgets the roller coaster ride that's going to be ahead of us. And that's that's no matter what we decide to do with our life, not let alone being an artist. But uh, for artists especially, you're going to be facing a lot of ups and downs. And um it's part of the process. I actually think it's part of uh, the art form of just being an artist. The art form of being an artist, is that, is that a thing? I think it's a thing now. I mean, everybody is an artist one way or the other. The way that you create your life is a form of art, obviously. And um, yeah, so we have to be prepared. And we have to not allow these situations when they do happen to bring us down so much to the point where we become very unproductive or depressed or anxious or, or any of that stuff. I personally believe my philosophy on, on life and being an artist, which I think are the same things, right, are just to have a healthy concept of, of life and have healthy habits and be moving in a direction that is positive and promoting of good things. That doesn't mean that everything is going to be happy, hunky-dory, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes we're in, we're in bad places. Sometimes we're dealing with loss or we're dealing with our own demons and stuff like that. And we're really sensitive people to begin with. I don't know of any artists that aren't sensitive people, even like the tough guys, you know, that you see out there on the, on the, on the TV screen. They still have to be able to be vulnerable, you know, and that always comes with a, a certain form of sensitivity. So we got to be ready. And recently, this has happened to me because of so many changes and so many things. You know, I left the acting program that I was in, uh, decided that I'm going to be taking this class out in Los Angeles, which starts here very soon. I'm getting geared up for that. I got to practice my on-camera auditioning stuff and find new material for myself to work on. But because the program was such a big part of my life for over a year, I can't really help but feel a little lost and a little kind of desultory without it. And I was wondering, you know, 
if uh, if that's ever happened to you in your life with anything that that was once a solid foundation that is no longer there that you decided that it was time for you to move on from, uh, how did you feel afterwards? I mean, I, I'm I'm as equally as excited and um, and honestly just just really amped up and ready for the new adventure, but also part of me is 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 still dealing with with that loss and dealing with. Um, you know, a plan that I had that didn't really work out. And I've had so many plans in my life like that, that haven't worked out. And it's happened so many times that really, I, I've come to realize that it is part of the process. Something that was great at one point, it's not going to be great forever, typically, right? Um, Unless you're growing with it. That's what happens is, is you're growing you're trying to grow in congruence with something, right? It could be a program, it could be a relationship, it could be a career, it could be anything. And when those are not in line, when those growths are not in tune, that's when you start getting into trouble. So if, if you're not growing with it in the same direction, then it is time, time to move on. But once it's gone, and maybe you're, you're, now you're starting again, we're starting from ground zero, we've already talked about this, but when we have those funks, those kind of mental blocks that stop us from getting started in, in anything, it's devastating, right? And it can be really, really frustrating as an artist or just as a person in general. And I was having some conversations with some friends of mine, uh, artists as well, and it was really comforting for, for me to actually talk to them about it because I did learn that it is quite common, even for even for people who are you know, big, success, successful blockbuster movie stars, like after the, the movies are over, they're like, what do we do now? You know, and then there's this kind of loss of identity, this loss of, you know, I don't know what's going on um, in my life, and I don't really know who I am. And that usually happens after some sort of big event or some sort of big change that happens. And um, I asked myself a question. I wanted you to ask yourself a question too, if you're in this sort of uh, state of being. And I just said, you know, what if this? What if this is exactly what you need right now? Instead of like having the mindset of something is missing, something is wrong, I should be doing so much more, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, there's a million things on my plate and I feel like I'm just so behind the eight ball. What if not knowing exactly what you need to do next is exactly what you need to be experiencing at this point in your life so you can take a little bit of time and and just sit with yourself just exist in our culture in our society everything is very fast paced a lot of times it's it's rare that you meet somebody who's not kind of scrambled or is always trying to do stuff and and I'm definitely one of those people because I'm an ambitious person and I have a lot of things that I want to accomplish but I don't think that that's always healthy I think that it's really is a good idea to have periods of time, I don't know exactly how long. Um, I would say, you know, a, le- a month is not that bad. Maybe two months. Any, I, I don't know. Some some people, some artists, go on hiatus for years, right, before they start creating anything again. Just look at look at the history of of most famous artists and their the periods that they went through. Picasso's coming in into my mind uh, right now because of the so many diverse periods that that artist went through like when he first started you know people he's famous for his cubism and futuristic type paintings that that look really abstract and you know they are really abstract 
but oddly enough, when he was first starting out, when he was a child, he was a child prodigy painter. Like he could paint these neoclassical type paintings with the precise detail, like you're looking at a photograph. He was able to do that, but he stopped and he did his own thing and he went through all kinds of very interesting periods throughout his life as an artist. Check it out um, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So it's not, it's not that uncommon, but you know, it's it, 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 in our society, especially today, it's, it's not good to have idle time I think a, a lot of times the way that we feel about it, the way that we are fighting against it. But I, I personally think that it's much better to have some idle time where you're kind of working things out or you're just kind of letting your soul relax and feel, you know, heal, that it's okay to be in that position. You know, it's, it's much better to be in that position than to be making a rash decision too quickly for the sake of making a decision. Right? Like, I know I need to do something, so I'm going to go back to graduate school. Or I know I, I want to be with somebody. I want to have this relationship, so this person's here. And uh, they're not perfect, but they're here, so why wouldn't I, you know, what else am I going to do? Because I don't have any other options at this time. So we make bad decisions that way. I'm guilty of it, too. And I don't think that that's smart, <laughs> obviously. But we don't think about it so much at the time when we're making the decision because it feels like, well, I don't have any other options right now. But you really do. There's a book called The Thinking Life by P.M. Forney. And it basically says what, what I, I, I certainly believe in is that the, the best weapon, the best tool that any person has is their mind and your ability to think and to reason. Of course, if you, thinking without any action doesn't get you anywhere. You have to take action. But if you don't think... Before you take action, who, who the hell knows? Action is always better than, than nothing, I think. But, it, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you decide to take action by jumping into the ocean with eight swimming great white sharks around you without thinking it through, you know, I don't think that your natural selection is going to be on your ass, you know, and you're going you're, you're to be shark food. So you do need to be able to think. But he said something in that book that has always really stuck, stuck with me, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was basically that... Bad decisions are decisions that we make when we're not ready to make good ones. As easy as that sounds, as stupid, you know, it's almost like, yeah, well, no, no kidding, Brandon. But think back about all in your life, all the bad decisions that you made. Did you have enough information that you needed at that time to make that decision? Was that part of the reason why it didn't work out well? Did you actually take the time to just kind of sit with it and maybe talk to people that you love and that care about you or maybe even people that are just completely indifferent and objective about your situation before you before you did something that was that was really big not all the time do we need to do that if we have our intuition and it's telling us what we need to do and we don't have any doubts about that then that's a decision that you make you just got to go for it and whatever comes out of that is going to come out of that and could be some painful lessons it could not be but you have to listen to your intuition but also when you're in these kind of funks in your life when you don't quite know what the next move is maybe that's exactly where you need to be maybe you need just a little bit of time to yourself to kind of regroup to recalibrate to dis to discover again what it is that you want to do because i was just thinking about it today because i've been in a little bit of a funk uh, myself 
And I'm like, where is this coming from? Because I have all these things that I want to do. I have a big, long laundry list of things, of goals that I want to accomplish and all this stuff. And then when I sit down to do them, it feels like there is a invisible force around me that's trying to make me stop. And it's just like, no, you need to just relax. And I don't know if it's, you know, if it's my mind, it was subconscious mind or, or, or what the hell it is. So I've been listening to that and I've been doing a lot of writing and a lot of reading and stuff. And what I determined of where it's coming from is that I really did kind of lose the, my, my reasons for why I was doing a lot of stuff. And it, it was because I think we have an idea about something that we want, let's any goal or anything, and we, we have an idea of how it's going to be when we're pursuing it and, and what, where it's going to be going and stuff like that. And based off of our experiences, sometimes they're really great. And we think we're going to have more great experiences like that. And then we get involved in something, and it doesn't turn out to be that way for a lot of different reasons. Most of the time, it's because of other people or just the situation in general. The environment that you're, you're going into is different than something that, that at one time made sense to you. So you're, it's so easy to tie our identity into that stuff and be like, wow, this was something that was really, is really important to me. And I'm finding that I'm not liking this. I'm, I'm finding that there's no joy in this for me anymore. Now what? Now what do I do? And the first reaction, usually, if you're, if you're anything like me, is to kind of panic and be like, oh, shit, what do I do? Because this was what I, I really wanted to do. And now this is, this is different. This is, this is not quite it. And I've learned that you're going to have to be able to adapt to certain things and understand that an environment is not the, the only view of something that you're ever going to see, right? You have one bad relationship with somebody. That doesn't mean that every relationship that you're going to have is bad. And I can see, I've never been married um, but I can see how it can be extremely hard to walk away from somebody that you've dedicated so much time to and just, you know, relate that to anything, to any sort of endeavor in your life that you've given your heart and your soul to and um, to realize that I've got to, I have to do something different or it's not that I don't want relationships, right? It's not that I don't want to be an artist in this this area, it's just that the way that I was going about doing this, the people who I was involved with in doing it are no longer right for me. And when you decide that you're going to do that, which takes a lot of courage, and I think that you're amazing for deciding to do that, because that's the only way that you're going to have a chance at having a happy life and, and being proud of yourself and having the integrity of knowing that, hey, I am the real deal here, and I'm not going to let anybody mess with me. As much as, as, as important as they were at one point, or they're still going to be important in your life. They always will be. But that doesn't mean that you have to stay around out of some sense of guilt or some sense of liability or, or codependency or anything like that, right? If they really cared about you, if they really loved you, they would, they would be encouraging you, right, to move on, to do something different if that's the way that you felt. So you got to keep that in mind. And then when you're sitting there, you're like, holy crap, so I've done this. And now I don't know what to do. And when I try to do new things, I'm starting to feel really a lot of resistance. Resistance is a great word to put it. 
So what I did, what I, what I have been doing, like I said, is writing about it, is writing about these feelings and trying to understand where it is that they're coming from as opposed to just laying there and doing nothing, which sometimes doesn't sound like that bad of an idea, but that's not productive at all. So what I found was is I really did lose my why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I want to be an actor? Right? Why do I why do I want to be a musician? And really, it's not that I can say right now that I want to be this or I want to be that. I mean, I am that. And whatever else that follows from that is is just part of that. Because these aren't things that I can I can stop being. Music has saved my life more times than I can count. I, I would never have gotten through high school if it wasn't for bands like 311 um, having that positive sort of driving influence on me and something that I want to give back in, in the music and the stuff that I create. That stuff can be so powerful and so life-changing and so inspiring. That, to me, is a life well-lived if you're able to give that. And you can give that. It doesn't have to be through music. It can be through so many different things that you do, acting especially. Acting is something that when it's it can I, I just saw this interview with Christian Bale actually and it really hit home for me he's like it can be the best experience in your life or it can be an absolute catastrophe nightmare <laughs> and there are times when that does happen and he's exactly right for me I'm thinking about the times that I had such joy in participating in the creativity and and the love and the poetry in motion, as as they say, of acting. And the courage that it takes to be able to put yourself out there and to be able to be empathetic towards other people and non-judgmental and understanding where your character's feelings are coming from and understanding all this other stuff and then being able to use your own unique personality and your own unique creativity to bring these stories to life it's really it's a really an incredible thing and that's the reason why i want to be an actor there's nothing else uh, you know besides that but my god can you lose sight of that when it's when it gets really negative and dark and really confusing about what the hell you're doing there and other people other situations other environments can do that to you on the, the drop of a dime man this is why it is so incredibly important that you know why it is that you're doing what you're doing and who you are, which is essentially this, I mean, you know, who you are is going to really have a lot to do with why you do with why you do what you do. If you're the kind of person that positivity and inspiration is, is vital for you, then you're going to be probably doing that sort of stuff in your life. And if you're not doing it, if you're con- disconnected from that stuff, you're going to be miserable. And then it's just simply not worth it, right? I mean, the alternative is to work a job or do other things that you don't have that much passion to do. You just kind of do them and you live a real, you know, kind of basler level of life. But I would rather do that than to, to do something that I really, really despise doing, right? Or if it's really taking the joy and everything out of it, I would, I would rather live just kind of a normal mediocre life than to go down go down into the depths of that one of the beautiful the most beautiful things in the world that i think you get to learn when you start to take your own path when you start to make your own decisions on the direction that you were to where you want to go is, is when how to say no and realizing that nobody knows what the hell they're doing <laughs> 
We like to think that there's some, you know, very clear and distinct path in life for anything, even, you know, to become an actor, to become this or that. That's not the case from what I've learned and from what I've understood from studying other actors and everything and the way that they've gotten to where they are. It's, it's, it's fascinating. So if somebody is trying to tell you that something is this way, you don't have to listen to them. Now, mind you, they could be giving you good advice. They could be giving you good information. What does your heart tell you? What is your intuition telling you? You know what I mean? And then you base it off of that. But you don't have to listen to anybody in that respect. As an artist, you don't. I want to do, you know, I was talking to an artist friend of mine. She's got this really amazing idea for this art gallery and all kinds of cool stuff. She's telling me her ideas. I'm like, this is fantastic. I mean, you have to do this. And she's like, yeah, but what if nobody comes to see it? And I knew exactly what she was talking about. Because when I sit down to write music or when I start to prepare monologues or start to write comedy stuff or anything creative, that's almost always the first knee-jerk reaction to it is that the, the what if. What if it sucks? And that, that could also be a cause of getting you into a funk as well. Is that you're so vulnerable. You're such in a, a state of just a, call it sensitivity. And it's usually after some sort of traumatic event has happened to you or, or something has changed drastically. I consider that to be traumatic. It can be. And you're vulnerable. You're super vulnerable. And even the slightest thing that you might get judgment on feels like the end of the world. And as an artist or as anybody who is taking any sort of risks in creating anything, that is something you're going to constantly have to face. And she was telling me all these amazing ideas. What if I fail? What if, what if, what if it's no good? And I immediately knew what she was talking about. And I told her the story about how grandiose I failed on such a huge scale at South by Southwest. And guess what? My ass is still sitting here, still talking on this microphone, talking to you. I didn't die. And guess what? You're not going to die either. When you fail at something that you really loved, something that you really put, like, it's so easy to just take on stuff that we don't really care about. Because if we fail at it, it doesn't really mean that much to us. But when we start doing the things that really matter the most to us, that feeling of, oh my God, if this fails, this is really going to hurt. And it's really going to be, you know, part of my identity. Like, but the truth is there's no other way that you could ever do or accomplish anything without facing that. There's just not. And the good news about it is, is that it will not kill you. It will make you stronger. You will be able to stand up with a, with a stronger back after you get over it, if it doesn't go as planned. And you will become that much better and that much stronger of a person for it. It's growth, right? You either, you either learn, you know, or, 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 and you grow or, or you win. I would rather learn and grow, to be honest. And you don't really have a choice, man. You got to create your stuff. You just have to. You got something that's inside of you. It's got to get out there. It just has to exist. Let it have the opportunity to simply exist. I'm talking to myself too because this, it's constantly this judgment, these extreme expectations of all this stuff that you want it to just be great 
and you want people to love it. And what if they don't? Oh my God, it's going to be the end of the world. It's all a form of resistance is what that is. Anything that is stopping you from creating what you want to create is just a form of resistance. It's just something that you're going to have to say, you know what? I hear you. I know you're there and I'm going to do this anyway. What you focus on and what you put your time in has no chance of not getting better. And if you can silence all of that crap and at least continuously do the work, man, always just be doing the work. And no matter how long it takes, you'll at least be creating something. And if you fail on that path, that's exactly where you want to fail, man, because you don't want to be failing on a path with something that you don't even like. You don't, you don't want that. I, choose, I would choose failing at something that I love to do over and over again for the rest of my life because at least I know I'm doing the right thing for myself. And I know that you feel the same way about that. So, hey, man, if you're in a funk, it's all good. Everybody gets in funks sometimes, myself included. Part of the reason I started this, this whole podcast was because of, of being in a funk or something like that. So give yourself a little bit of a break. Reconnect with why you're here on this planet, and you're going to be just fine. I love you guys. Goodbye. Boy, you've got it. Hey, what's up, people? Just really quickly wanted to add, if there's anybody out there who would like to be interviewed for this podcast or has any comments or questions or concerns that they would like to address with me, feel free to reach out. My email is F-R-A-E-H-L at gmail.com. That's F-R-A-E-H-L at gmail.com. You can also leave me a comment. Also, if you're in the area of Phoenix, please stay tuned on my website for show dates, concert dates, play dates, actor dates, anything. If you just want to hang out with me, I'd like to hang out with you. Yeah, just check it out. It's all on the site. B-R-A-E-H-L dot com. That's B-R-A-E-H-L dot com. Goodbye for reals.